Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. can win it for Charlton from the penalty spot. The referee blows his whistle. He steps up. He scores! And Carlin Grant wins it for the Alex in the 95th minute. Come on! Yes! Good evening. And a very good welcome to you to Charlton Live uh, on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendez. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley as we look uh, back at yesterday's uh, quite exciting 1-0 win, if you only count the last 10 minutes, but what exciting it was uh, over at Clinton Stanley is. Uh, first up, Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nath? Not bad, Louis. You yourself? Yeah, you're looking, uh, you're looking well. Well, I wasn't uh, after sort of 85 minutes yesterday, but I was at <laughs> 95, so... Excellent, good to have you. Also joining us here is Terry Smith. How are you doing, Terry? Evening, Louie. All right, you yeah. recovered? Uh, yeah, I'm I hate those over-the-top commentaries, don't you? <laughs> Ooh. It's like a last-minute winner or something. Ooh, yeah, looking forward to playing you one, Tel. And uh, we have a special guest in the studio this evening, Heather McKinley, uh, from the Charlton Athletic Supporters Trust, has joined us uh, to chat about the Alex. How are you doing, Heather? you well? I'm very good, thanks, Louis. Yeah. Yep, definitely enjoyed yesterday. It's certainly, and of course you're here to uh, talk about yesterday's uh, meeting between the Supporters Trust 
uh, and Andy Holt from Accrington Stanley, which we'll talk about later on in the show. But of course, we are going to focus, first of all, on the game yesterday here at the Valley. We're going to hear from Lee Boyer, hopefully, if I can get Terry's iPad to work during the show. Um, we're possibly going to hear from Jimmy Bell, the Stanley assistant manager, if we have a chance to as well, because he was... Uh, uh, quite vocal in his uh, displeasure about the result yesterday. Um, we'll have your views on the games via your, your tweets and your emails. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum and have your say on yesterday's game, on the red cards, uh, on the things that sh- clearly should have been red cards and perhaps uh, spells in prison for assault. Uh, and uh, then after that, we will uh, look at yesterday's supporters' trust meeting with Andy Holt, uh, the Accrington Stanley uh, chairman and owner. Uh, that was a really fascinating meeting. We've got an interview with him. And we're also going to hear from another Heather. Uh, buy one, get one free on Heathers this evening. Heather Alderson uh, from the uh, uh, from Card uh, about their meeting with the EFL uh, this week. But before we dive into the highlights, Tell, um, I was uh, with, with maybe 10 minutes left to go yesterday, I was really racking my brains thinking, what the hell am I going to do on tomorrow night's show? <laughs> then we were struggling for content, weren't we? Yeah. Because uh, and I think the players knew that, you know. I think that they consciously, you know, or subconsciously went... Well, if we don't do something in the next 10 minutes, uh, Louis's not going to have anything to talk about. So um, they deliberately uh, went around kicking each other in the head and, uh, you know, and, and generally gave us something to, uh, to discuss this evening. It was a really uh, a good uh, end to the game, a real exciting end to the game, Nathan. And um, the celebrations, actually, the celebrations said it all, really. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I still just think back to the, um, the celebrations and the bit with Billick. Um, which I've just been talking about and watching it on repeat for like the last twenty four hours. But I mean, um, yeah, talk, no, it was just mad. But talk what us he took through that moment quickly with Billy. Well, in front because he's right in front of me in the F block. Or if everyone spilled on the pitch, and you know everyone, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden you see this this. I, I assume it's some young kid. Um, he's sort of sprinted and his arms wide, ready to embrace Billick, and he slipped. One foot's gone into his groin area and literally Billick's just killed over and he's rolling around in pain. And then, <laughs> But the funny thing is the Cholton safety officer went to pick up the kid and not Billick. <laughs> so it was just, it was brilliant. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a moment you don't really get a lot in the last minute wins. But One, one you'll never forget and uh, Christian Billick certainly won't forget that one for a, for a little while. However, um, the... The build-up towards the end of that game, where we in that second half, where we we were really turning the screw, and we had that shot from Taylor that just went wide, and I think that's why we erupted with such joy at the end because it, we felt like we deserved that three points. Definitely, and I think Ben Reeves coming on made a massive difference because mm. up to that point we'd been pushing, but we were overcomplicating things a little bit. I think you know Williams is a fantastic player, Taylor as well, but they both like to do their tricks and their flicks and the fancy stuff, and we weren't really getting the breakthroughs. And then when Reeves came on, he was just every pass he made was a fantastic through ball and set something going. Um, and from then on, you really felt like the momentum was building. But in the end, you know, it took a lot for, for us to get those three points. And, uh... Yeah, but it was a great moment when it happened. And I'm sure you've all been looking forward to hearing this. Uh, the highlights from Valley past Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley are your commentators. Doesn't uh, put a challenge in and it's allowed Eckrington to play the ball wide and it's gone right to Hughes. Ball into the box and uh, all on his own there was Billy Key. And he should have done better with that instead he's... Spooned it out for a Charlton goal kick. Heavy touch from Chris Solly. Didn't know the man was there, but he's got the ball back for Charlton. Cullen takes over. Goes, skips past one man. Possible shot on here. Back to his right foot. Ball in field to Williams. Williams out to Taylor. Taylor across the penalty area. Oh! Oh. Touched past Carl and Grant, I think. 
and Purrington's chasing it out to the touchline and it did come off the keeper's hand and took it away from Colin Grant. Being held up by Grant, cuts inside onto his left foot, gets it back out to his right, he's chipped ball in the box, he's headed down by Key and his arms are of a chance and a great oh, save from Phillips. John just trying to scramble it here Phillips, Phillips absolutely gets on the end superb. Of it. It's great goalkeeping from the keeper top draw. to deny Armstrong. What would have been a certain goal? Now he he's starts preparing them. to take a long throw, which we've uh, not seen before. He's this just is... said to Gibson that uh, to, to Cullen that he didn't think it was a foul. It's unbelievable. It's Naby Sarr prepared to take a long throw. They've clearly worked on this. Naby Sarr throws <laughs> short instead to Johnny Williams. Williams on the edge of the box. Step over, back out to Sarr, crossing opportunity. Saab, ball in the box is horrendous. He should have thrown it. And there is the half-time whistle before he even <laughs> takes the goal kick, which kind of sums up the first 45 minutes here at the Valley. Not a classic by any any means. Solly, the throw to Cullen. Solly gets it back. Ball inside to Taylor. Taylor shrugging off Gibson. Goes for goal. Again, 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 again. It needed the pass rather than shot for me. Grant on the right-hand side is Solly. Solly back inside to Grant. Grant turns back inside. Grant thinking about a shot. Chip ball towards the far post. Perrington with the header. Oh, great save by Maxted. Great header from Perrington. The left back of all people and Maxted diving to make the save Purrington back out left will he take on his man tries Johnson gets the ball in jo lovely touch from Lyle Taylor but he just screws the shot wide left of the post fall back forward Grant is there so is Naby Sarr it's headed away by Sykes and then Gibson only gives it to Reeves Reeves into Taylor into the penalty area takes the shot deflected oh. oh just left of the post and it's a corner for Charlton but Charlton's pressure's now starting to He's build still on it got uh, Perrington in the Great opposite ball. side it's a lovely ball. ball into Cullen central Cullen out to Grant Grant beats his man into the box takes oh. a shot oh just wide left of the post and it'll be a goal kick Reeves has given, given us a lot since he's come on <laughs> coming from Reeves still in the six yard box it's this one oh it's a header oh it's a foul gave it before the ball's in even on the box well, Taylor's being kicked all over the place over there what's going on now Taylor's on the ground and he's been manhandled he's still on the ground Lyle Taylor it's all a bit of... And there's, a, there's a player in there, I think it's Armstrong, who's just trying to pull Taylor all over the place. What's that about? Referee lost it there completely. I think it was uh, Billick with the header that found the, found the net. The referee had already blown for a free kick. It's all, all over nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think he's... He's calling over an Atkinson player. He's having a word with the linesman. Taylor's just lying on the ground. Just having a word with the assistant. Well, I mean, Taylor's on the floor. Whether you whether you think it was a foul or whether you think he tried to go a foul, the reaction afterwards is surely worthy of some form of retribution because every single Accrington player almost jumped on Lyle Taylor. Now they're at a lengthy discussion. and I, I, I mean, we can see anything. Well, there's a card there. coming out, I think. The referee's got his hand in his pocket. Oh, he's taken it out again now. I don't know who he's calling. He's calling Taylor and the keeper, I think. Lyle Taylor. And the keeper's got a red. The keeper's got a red. What does this mean for Lyle Taylor? Is this a red as well? It's Lyle Taylor gets a red. Well, I've no idea. I'm just sorry, I've just no idea. So, I mean we can't we can't comment what happened. But what a blow this is for Charlton. What a blow. You feel like it might be for violent conduct. Could be three games. Backwards to Cullen. Left. Only five minutes. 
They've added time. Swift to the right and gets the ball and heads it past his man. Good touch from Solly. Ball back across to Reeves in the penalty area. Reeves tries to have that ball. Oh, it has to be a ball. has to be a ball. And now the flag is being waved by the... It's a penalty. It is. It's in the penalty. There's the official over there who sent the man off. Two men off. There's just... And I don't know why Chris Solly's getting involved. He's trying to keep the players away from the official. That's a clear handball. There are four Accrington players pinning That's the linesman against the stand. Absolutely And Chris Solly, by the way. Where's the referee? Is he in there as well? I mean, it's a clear handball. They'll argue Accrington that he's too close. He's, he's too close to the player. No, he put his arm react. out. But the arm he was out. definitely put his arm the out. The arm was out. And for me, for me. that looked unnatural. Well, the referee no question is actually, that it's hit it. The referee was out. Again, both the referee and the, and the assistant over there were pinned to the east stand by four Accrington players. And it's uh, the number three Hughes is the most vociferous. It's a, Has I mean, to be a penalty. It, it, Chris Solly done superbly well. Got the ball back to Reeves. He was trying to decide what to do. In the end, he tried a little chip shot, and I didn't see what Atkinson player it was. How but the arm came the out. Atkinson definite penalty. How have none of the Atkinson players been booked? I can't understand it's an it. Absolute disgrace. And the number three Hughes is still berating the referee. An absolute disgrace the way they've reacted to this. Oh, of course, they're going to be frustrated. The Lions was given it, but the way they sprinted like full physical pace towards the linesman, and there's no yellow card for any of them. Carlin grants the man to take what weight on his shoulders right now. Well, he stepped up last Saturday after missing a hatful of chances to, to score. And now the pressure is back on Carlin Grant. I can't watch. I really can't watch. We are two, three minutes into the added time as Carlin Grant prepares to take this penalty. Strides forward. Takes it. Oh! Come on! Scores for John! There are people on the pitch, the fans on the pitch celebrating the goal, which looked like it was never going to come. And Charlton won it up with only two minutes left in the game. Oh, what a moment for Carl and Grant. What pressure! And the penalty was absolutely outstanding. There's nothing the goalkeeper can do about it. And Charlton have not been good today, Terry. Have not been good. They're going to miss their star striker in Lyle Taylor. But massive credit to young Carlin, who's taken his shirt off and been booked as a consequence. Massive pressure on that man, young man's shoulders. That's a sign of a team that wants promotion. You've got your key striker not on the pitch because he's been sent off. And you're still grinding and grinding trying to get the result and get the goal. And Carlin Grant steps up and unleashes a superb penalty. Throw in by that corner. And there is the final whistle. Charlton have managed to get out. Heads over the line in dramatic fashion in the last seconds of the game. We've got a fan on the pitch. He don't know where he's going himself. He's just running in circles to celebrate the win. There we go. Uh, Terry, um, yeah, pot kettle black in it really when it comes to the, the loud celebrations. But, oh, goodness. So one minute and 56 seconds between the penalty being given and Carl and Grant actually taking it, Tell. Uh, mainly because of some pretty unsavoury scenes from the Accrington players. But what must be going through Carl and Grant's head 
when he's had to wait for that long before he can right. take a really vital spot kick. I'll tell you what, he showed some bottle and nerve last week after he'd uh, missed a, a few one-on-ones <clears throat> to then step up and take a penalty. The ball we had, He was given the ball by uh, Lyle Taylor last week up at Shrewsbury, and that took some guts. But yesterday... To uh, to you know after all of what went on you're right and all the shenanigans and all the uh, the, the grief that was uh, that was going on in the pitch to to remain composed and to, and and didn't he hit it well I mean it wasn't mm. just it, you know it wasn't just sneaking in the left hand corner he absolutely mm. thumped it and of course we have to say pitch invasions are bad blah 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 but that oh, was, absolutely that was absolutely great wasn't it but uh, <laughs> enjoyed it I don't think Christian Billick quite enjoyed it quite as often as, much as the rest of us <laughs> yeah. I mean that was uh, yeah that did look painful for Billick but a scene like celebration scenes like that and it's just if you think with all what's all that is going on in the background at this club you know it it's it would be so easy for apathy to have set in for the actual team on the pitch, but there's no, there's never been any danger of that. And um, that said, that moment, that celebration, I, I genuinely don't think I've ever seen an actual pitch invasion celebrating a goal like that. Obviously, we've seen ones for, for protests before. I, I genuinely cannot remember if I've ever seen that one, uh, one of those down here at Charlton. Um, however, there was the question over the penalty I know some of the Accrington players seem to didn't think it was one which I'm making quite clear to the linesman but I mean it, it was uh, Reeves's shot that hit how, how were you saying his name Taylor Bar Laser I've said it about 20 different times yeah. just to cover my bets Bar Laser Bar Laser where is his name he made a right Bar Laser of it and, um, <laughs> and I mean it, it was a clear handball wasn't it it was absolutely a clear handball I mean I was in the North Upper um, quite near the front so had a fantastic view of it just right virtually in line with it and his arm was out <laughs> it was yeah. like handball it was like he was like he's going to star jump, the, yeah. Yeah, but the yeah. uh, I, I do wonder if though if if the way they were speaking to the linesman there was actually just another distraction technique, Nath, because I mean you, you said you saw someone messing around with a spot as well. Yeah, it was the um, goalie was he was like doing stuff with a spot and that, and it was just um, I think that the whole game is just frustration, and that's why I think uh, it just went mental at the end because mm. it was a game that was quite niggly. They were obviously slowing it down, and it was just a frustrating game. So. Um, but yeah, they was trying every trick in the book. Which, to be fair to them, in, in, in not the stamping bit, but yeah, I was going to say, what book is that? In? Yeah, <laughs> but instead, in terms of them trying to slow the game down yeah. away from home, that bit. But in terms of the way they did it, they were just mm. a, 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 an awful team. To it, play it was it was odd, wasn't it? Because I mean, myself and Heather both got to speak to to Andy Holt and we're thinking oh I really like Accrington Stanley right now they feel like a really good club but then the fugs they put out on the pitch I mean the the, the red card incident now of course it came with the the disallowed goal um, as you'll remember that just before the corner came over the referee actually blew his whistle to speak to Taylor um, and I think the goalkeeper about a little bit of pushing and shoving inside the six yard box and straight away in my mind I was thinking I know exactly what's going to come here we're going to score and it's going to be ruled out and, and that happened but I didn't see what was happening after that coming the bit that I've never understood about that is that um, the referee, and it, you know, it's not exclusive to League One. Across the leagues, they do it. Um, probably even do it abroad, where they're they're about to take the corner kick or a free kick or whatever, and they're scuffling in the box, and they stop the play, go up and talk to them. Well, if somebody's fouled, what somebody in the box? All right, you know, change the rule slightly if you have to, because maybe the ball's not technically in play yet. If there's a foul, an infringement. Give a free kick then and there. Don't wait for the corner mm. then to be taken. Just give a free kick. So if Taylor's done something, give the free kick. And what that does then, it stops all that nonsense happening two In minutes later. Place. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But yeah, as you say, obviously the ball's not not live, which is why they can't do it currently. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if there was some sort of way of giving well, a foul. Either, yeah. either give a free kick out or give a penalty. Mm. Because, you know, if you pull somebody to the ground 
in open play, it's a foul. Mm. So make it that the corner is still a live, uh, a live piece of action, mm. or a free kick is a live piece of action. Yeah. My favourite one was once we were playing Milton Keynes here. I think it was in the promotion season, and the ball was live, like over by the touchline, and there was a fight kicking off in the penalty box. And because of that, we got a penalty, even though the ball was about forty yards away. But that's a that's a different story. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the red card for Lyle Taylor, we'll talk about that that first. I mean, so it's come over. Uh, I think it was Billick who headed it home. It's been ruled out, presumably, for a Taylor foul. Now, Taylor's fallen to the ground. The keeper's fallen over him. Now, I've watched this back hundreds of times, and there's not much in it, but I think there's enough in it from Lyle Taylor possibly just stretching a leg. Might have been trying to get up. It might have been seen as a kick by the linesman who seems to have given it. Now, I think even if it's not you know, Eric Cantona-style kung fu kick, I think there's a movement of the leg there, which I think means if we do appeal, I'm slightly worried we're not going to win that appeal, Naif. Um Yeah, I, I didn't... Excuse me. I didn't see anything um, at the time, excuse me, uh, for Taylor to get sent off, but after seeing it as well, um, I'm in your camp. I don't think mm. we'll get it overturned because they're going to they're going to analyse every bit of footage from the minute the corner's gone in all the way to it's all kicked off mm. and then they'll sit yeah you know Lyle's been stamped on and whatever that'll be dealt with but if there is if they're going to look at every aspect I think it's very unlikely that mm. um, Lyle will get away with it which is unfortunate yeah. especially with Saturday well that's what I'm saying I don't I don't think it's a massive kick no. but there's enough of a movement of the leg where even if he is just trying to get up they'll say well you've moved your leg and, and, and they'll give it and the, the, I saw a conversation actually in the tunnel after between the goalkeeper and Taylor and Taylor certainly didn't think he'd done anything wrong but I, I do feel like the goalkeeper felt differently um I don't know what is the remit of the uh, of the panel is it to a clear and obvious mistake I think we'll have officials? to be a clear and obvious mm-hmm. mistake and I don't it also depends on what footage they have now of course we we've only seen the footage that they they put up on the tv or you would have seen it on quest or on the sky sports app and also the camera's almost panned away a little bit in in the main tv feed as well just as it's happened and I watched it again on valley pass two or three times and if they've got a better Maybe they'll hopefully they'll have a better shot of it, and my feeling that there is a slight leg movement will be wrong, but I'm not I'm not holding my breath for for, for that one. Uh, the goalkeeper, I feel, Heather might have been actually slightly harshly sent off. I'm not really quite sure what happened um, with the keeper. I mean, it, it, to me, it probably also depends what the actual report says, um, because it did seem as though it was the linesman's decision. I mean, the referee just ran away really um, when everything was kicking off and players were piling in. He just kind of stood there and watched. I think um, the, the only defence I can see for the, the goalkeeper is if it's mistaken identity. Because the he's wearing a different colour shirt. Yeah, 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 but they, 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 he's wearing orange. orange. These are League One officials we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so if he's mistaken identity, so if they if they're going to squash his red card because it wasn't his foot that made contact with Lyle Taylor's uh, leg, because it was clearly Sykes. Everybody's seen the photograph, and then um, Finley uh, made uh, stamped on Lyle Taylor's head. Now. If uh, if you're going to retrospectively say, well, yeah, that that didn't happen, then they've surely got to then send the other two off retrospectively. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't think we've even touched upon enough the, the cowardly nature of the two lads running in, and one of which, I mean, was it the, the, the number 14, which I think was Finley? Finley. Yeah. Finley yeah. You can clearly see him running in and stamping on Lyle Taylor's head. Now, I, I must have said this on the show on the show before, but you do that in the street, you're going to jail. I mean, you cannot do that. And it's, it's bizarre that there's this this like 
difference between doing it on the street and as long as you're doing it in front of you know fifteen thousand people at a football stadium, you can do what you want because I mean that was disgusting, sly, cowardly, yeah, all of those. Mm. And uh, you're well, he wouldn't have the balls to do it anywhere else, would he? No, and nor would Billick anymore, mm. unfortunately. No, um, uh, there was also some unsavoury scenes after the game. I'm actually just going to play you one more clip uh, from the from the commentary. As Charlton celebrate a victory that uh, is hard on Accrington, they'll feel battled to try and keep it at nil-nil. Oh, and then Sykes is just... Oh, and Bowyer's, Bowyer's having a dig at Sykes. has just had a go at Bowyer. And Bowyer's had to be dragged away from him. Bowyer may well get himself in trouble here. And everybody's running to the tunnel as well. And Accrington have not dealt with this very well at all. Charlton need to keep their heads, though, Terry. They really do. The emotions have run riot. And now there's Paul Argy-Pargy in the tunnel. Williams has been dragged out as well. Nabi Sarr's just come out and said... Nabi Sarr, cuddling Williams, trying to keep him away. Absolute disgrace end to this game, though. I've never seen anything like it at the Valley. The emotions have been caught up. Well, I think two, two red cards, late penalty decision, added drama to what was a, a terrible game. Well, Sykes, Sykes brought that on by the tunnel. He went deliberately Boyer, at Lee Bowyer and chested him away, you know, in that chest pump. He deliberately incited Lee Bowyer, who reacted, and then the players got involved. <laughs> Nabi Saar punches the air as he goes in the tunnel. Whether there'll be, whether a tunnel jump now will be seen as inciting riots, I'm not sure. Is that will there be a tunnel jump? It stays out, and we'll stay with it just in case. And there it comes, and it's Williams, who does a tunnel jump almost by the edge of the penalty area. <laughs> <laughs> and then does a faux boxing manoeuvre. He's yeah, not quite got that right. <laughs> well, what can you say? What an end to a game. So there we go. I mean, it ended nicely with a, a tunnel jump. But, I mean, that was, again, really unsavoury scenes. Now, I didn't really have a clear view on what happened. I asked Lee Bayer and he seemed to have forgotten by the time I asked him. Um, <laughs> Terry, you, you Yeah, I saw it. View. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. And uh, uh, Without, without... No, no, all right, I'll, I'll be cautious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Finley just... Um, uh, sorry, Finley. Sykes just... Um, uh, he'd obviously got... I mean, just before that, he'd taken out uh, Patrick Bauer in the air. Which is dangerous. I mean, really was dangerous. And again, another sort of cowardly challenge because he had they, they had the ump clearly. Um, <clears throat> and uh, when the referee blew the whistle, he just ran off. And Bowyer had done the um, fist pumping in front of the covered end, which was great. Uh, and then he's as um, Bowyer's coming towards the tunnel, Sykes just ran straight past uh, everybody, stopped, waited for Bowyer, and then sort of chest pumped him, uh, just into him. For, for no reason. What's the point? I mean, if fair enough if that's your tactics throughout the game to try and get into a team, but the game's over. You've yeah. lost it. Just get over it. Well, you both had to be dragged away, basically. Mm. Um, uh, otherwise, I mean, it's when you when you, it's obviously the uh, the emotion of the moment because you wouldn't deliberately do that to Lee Bowyer, would you? It's not going to end well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen um, photos of Lee Bowyer punching the air. Um, I've seen reports of him punching other stuff as well, but like I say, until no one's going to prove that, are they? Um, but it's well, the thing with that though is that he kicked off again because it, you know just the fact that he did it. Um, and the good thing about the team spirit, I think, at the moment at Charlton, and you mentioned you touched on it earlier, is uh, 
quite a few of the players reacted positively, if you call it positively, in defence of Lee Bowyer. Notably, uh, Williams and, um, and Naby Sarr. Yeah, Naby is not one you'd want to mess with because he's so... Johnny Williams, you wouldn't have thought about it because you see him on the documentary with Sunderland, he looks like the nicest person on earth. Um, but yeah, as Terry said, Heather, it is sort of, and I know this is another thing like pitch invasions we're not supposed to like, but... It is nice to see if something like that happens, that everyone's got each other's backs. Absolutely, and I think it was, there was some fantastic um, coverage afterwards as well. An amazing photo of Nappy Saar kind of hugging, <laughs> hugging little Williams. Um, but Saar as well was walking around, I think it was after that had happened, and he basically came back out on the pitch and was being the enforcer, and he was yeah. walking around with his hands behind his back, um, sort of just posing in front of the Accrington players yeah, kind yeah. of come on then if you're hard enough yeah, and of course none of them dared to take him on yeah, as you say great to see Saar hugging little Williams and Billick was just pleased he was able to do something similar when he got home um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've, we've talked about the last 10 minutes we've, we've literally only talked about the last 10 minutes so far um, so we probably should touch on the rest of the match. I mean, this shouldn't take long. Yeah, <laughs> first half we <laughs> didn't. Ha- first half we didn't have a shot on target, Nathan. I tell you, I mean, as you say, Accrington came with a plan and they were they were doing quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they had a game plan and it was working. But um, yeah, it was awful. I thought we, um, I didn't think we moved the ball quick enough. Uh, when teams, when we like, when we played Wimbledon, we'd done it right. You know, we was moved when there was deep, we moved the ball quick, but. Yeah, we were we were pretty poor first half, and I've I think it's probably one of the worst games in a while. Well, the first half anyway. But mm. like you say, credit to Accrington, they were slowing the game down, keeping their shape. Um, they were literally like man for man. So Billy Key was dropping in and covering Billick, so we we didn't have no outlet. Similar to what Sunderland done, uh, wouldn't let Billick have as an out ball. But um, yeah, the first half it was pretty non-eventful. Like you say, we didn't have a shot on target. So um, mm. yeah. We, poor. <laughs> we, 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 we came out I mean, we, we should actually mention Dylan Phillips as well with that big Absolutely save that. from Luke Armstrong just before half time um, I think unfairly actually he's probably been forgotten in, in all the praises of yesterday because it, that, that goes in and that's a different, that's I, a different I story I actually had him down as my man of the match yeah, yeah. purely for that if nothing else but plus uh, you know other stuff as well but was that Billy Key that, header yeah, in exactly. the second half I mean, as thought, well that, you uh, over. that was crucial that save in the first half guy was through uh, was it Armstrong I think wasn't Armstrong, it Armstrong yeah uh, edge of the six yard box you'd, you'd put your mortgage on it and score wouldn't you um, mm. and Dylan Phillips did not just to save the, the shot in the first place by spreading himself big he then pounced on the loose ball to stop uh, anybody else getting of it so uh, that was crucial absolutely crucial yeah. for me and uh, yeah I think I feel like at the start of the second half I mean Taylor had those couple of bits on the right hand side and similar one in the first half he put in a low cross that the keeper did well to deal with um, then he had a shot that was sort of just uh, well saved by the keeper then as the half progressed like I say that last 15 minutes or so we, we, we were starting to put them under the pressure again we saw that Taylor shot that to the nick and just went wide. So that's why you felt like it was building to something. And, and just I, I was worried that the red card would lose some of the momentum, but it didn't really. We made that change um, shortly into the second half. Um, we get that, that was a strong midfield we started with, but perhaps... In hindsight, maybe a little too defensive. Yeah. Uh, Christian, Pratty. yeah, Pratty mm. uh, um, with Billick and uh, Cullen, all not similar players. That's not true, but um, we lacked. Um, a way of opening them up and they I think they overloaded on Phillips on pretty much every single occasion there was two or three players near him so he couldn't do what there were little little sparks but nothing nothing constant uh, as soon as we put Ben Reeves on uh, that spark seems to seem to happen and we uh, we found more space he found more space and he opened them up a lot more and I think uh, uh, we looked really threatening then and you thought the goal was never going to come because you know we were creating chances without actually really looking like scoring probably mm. and then when we did it was called a ruled out 
Yeah, and uh, but luckily we did get those uh, three points in the end. Um, have we mentioned Naby Sars for I don't think we have yet, actually, <laughs> as well. That was the highlight of the first <laughs> half. Uh, Naby taking, taking his gloves off and everything, the, the big run-up, uh, the crowd building the anticipation, Accrington sort of retreating into their area, and then he throws it a yard to Johnny Williams, goes back to him and he can't cross it. It was, uh, it was really funny. Arguably the best moment of the first half, but again, forgotten now after uh, what happened in the second half. Right, I think we need to hear from... Uh, Lee Bowyer. I'm praying this is going to work, Terry. Um, <laughs> so am I. Yeah, uh, so uh, Lee Bowyer, of course, came in to speak to Terry after the game. Yeah, so don't forget, you can have your say on anything you want to. Loads of people already have, but you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum and have your say. Uh, we're also, we're going to hear from Lee Bowyer now. We're going to hear from Andy Holt later on in the show. We're also going to hear from Card. But let's hear what Lee Bowyer had to say. Uh, right, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> about, about yesterday's win over Accrington Stanley. Joined by Lee in the uh, studio. And Lee, um, the end of that game didn't look like it was coming uh, during the rest of the game. An absolutely oh mad end to a, to, to a game. Um, no, but what I would say is, is you've got two sets of players that are putting their body on the line and giving everything. And neither of them want to lose. And... Uh, Thankfully for us, we, we, we came out winners. It was a game that, uh, for the most part, must have been frustrating for you. Accrington clearly had a game plan to yeah. uh, to frustrate us, and they, and they achieved that for the most part. So it was always going to take you know, maybe something scruffy, something spectacular, or a dead uh, set ball, uh, set piece to, to win the game. And uh, getting right towards the end, you must have thought that was never coming. Yeah, yeah, I thought we created quite a few chances first half, second half as well. Carlin just pulled his one wide, and, and it just didn't seem to drop for us like second balls in the box and then it just seemed to fall for them all the time and so I thought yes it looks like it's going to be one of them days and uh, but it wasn't and we kept going and we kept battling and and we kept trying and uh, like I've said before it's okay you can go to say Shrewsbury last week and be very good in, in possession and loads of chances and there's other times when you have to win ugly you don't win every game perfectly and uh, I think the lads showed their commitment and their drive and hunger like to, not to give in and, and I've said to them again there like what we have in that in that dressing room is something special and when we play at home is especially like the crowd like Again, they don't realise, you know what I mean? Like to drag them through to the keep in injury time that is, and and to, to keep going. Like if the crowd would have gone the other way and start like oh like moaning, then they might not have got that to the end of the to the end there. So again, they don't realise like it's, it's just plays such a massive part, and the place was banting again, you know, and and after everybody celebrating together, and it's just it's just so good. I love it, mate. I love it. Like it's just. <laughs> It's great. The um, <clears throat> to get to that point, we had to we had to survive a couple of scares, and Dylan Phillips yeah. was called on uh, one superb save, one on one, but uh, a couple of times to keep us in it. Must be delighted with, with Dylan. Must be buzzing as well to be able to uh, make a contribution like that. Yeah, yeah, Dylan. Obviously, he's it's been tough for him, you know, and uh, and to come back in and to be fair to him, I think he'd admit it himself, and I've said it to him already. Like he's, he's a better goalie now than he, the one that started at the start of the season. And uh, today he made two very good saves. And um, 
and I'm pleased for him, you know, like I want everybody to do well, like I want everyone to have when they get a chance to grab it, that's what I want. And um so yeah, I'm I'm pleased for him. We're gonna talk about the what happened at the end obviously and, and the goal and, and winning it, but um yeah. is the important thing, well, one of the really important things for a Charlton side that may have in the past buckled under the sort of pressure that uh, the teams like Accrington can put us under. Um, is that a sign of, of where we are now and where we've come from, that uh, we withstand that sort of um, uh, pressure now that, that, that perhaps we did, wouldn't have done it in seasons past? Yeah, that's, that's a togetherness. And, and like I said, that ain't easy. Like you, and, and people say about uh, bringing players, it's, it's great, it's great. Well, the end sort of typified that, that sort of spirit. Um, the penalty when it came to us from the commentary mission looks fairly clear-cut. Yeah. So quite uh, quite what got the reaction he got. We're not entirely sure unless there was something we were missing. But um, the the reaction of the, the opposition brought a similar reaction from us. And it, that must be what you're talking about with the togetherness. Not allowing uh, a, a player of our team to be to be bullied, I guess. Yeah, because it, they, they, they're like a family. That's what they are. They're a family, and that's what I've tried to build, and I've drummed that into them. Because you can't have individuals. So if someone's in trouble, you have to help them. It's, it's like a brother, you know. He's, he's walking down the street. Something happens. You have to pull him away and try and help him. Like that's 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 unfortunately that's the situation. That's what happens. And um, yeah, I, I would never change that. And then that just shows on the pitch. They they help each other out no matter what's happening, whether they're having a good time or a bad time. So yeah, that, they've got that, and no, I don't think over the years, from well, certainly from the time I've been here, they they never had that last season. Carlin had a pressure penalty last week, probably for different reasons. He'd missed a few uh, before before stepping mm. up to take that penalty. This time there was no choice. We had nobody else on the pitch, perhaps to take it. But again, it's a pressure situation that uh, that. But he, he took it well and took a superb penalty. Yeah, yeah, just shows his maturity at, at such a young age. To, he, done the right thing he stepped away and let everything calm down and uh, and put it away very well because that, that was a pressure penalty and injury time and after everything that went on before it yeah us appealing that I'm, I'm guessing 100% that they're going to appeal for their goalie because I can't see what he's done wrong either so yeah I think that might be well should be something that they turn over if uh, if it's not successful of course it could mean uh, a three game Three game ban. I don't know quite how long you get for for that sort of thing, but uh, does that put pressure on you to try and uh, bring in a, a replacement? No, no, not at the moment. Not at the moment. I don't think um, we'll see what happens, but I can't can't just decide on that now. We're talking about togetherness and the team spirit, and I can't uh, I can't leave this without uh, mentioning it. Right at the end there, as uh, as we were uh, players and, and and everybody were disappearing down the tunnel there, number fifteen, the biggest lad on probably in South East London at the minute, uh, seemed to um, keep on walking right into here, and uh, that that got a great reaction from the likes of Nobby Sarr and Johnny Williams. <laughs> yeah, um, don't know why. Obviously, the lads disappointed because they lost. I get that, but I didn't take the penalty. So I don't know why he passed into me. <laughs> But the, but the reaction of, of your players shows exactly yeah, what you were yeah, talking yeah. about before. Yeah, but this is what I mean. We all look after each other. That's that's football. That's that's what we've built here, and and that's what will give us a good chance of, of getting promotion. So I mean, the end justifies the means. I guess the the, the victory uh, brings three points, which uh, which now creates a, almost like a little gap at the top there, which uh, which must be pleasing. A little bit of comfort zone. Yeah, not even that. I'm just looking at the two above us. That's all we're doing. Um, two or three above us, whoever's above us. But I'm looking at Portsmouth, and they're four points in front of us. That's one win. That's nothing. 
Um, obviously they've got to come here soon as well. It's a lot of football to be played between now and the end of the season. What, 17 games left? So yeah, it's, um, this is a time, and I said this before, this is a time when you need to go on a run. And um, hopefully we can do that and, and, and get in that top two spot. Because I believe once we get into that top two, that's it. I don't think we'll come there. Well, likes of Josh Cullen coming back today, looked like he'd never been away. Uh, you've got George Lepsey on the bench, Ben Reeves coming back in. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Williams exchange passes. Williams drifts past his man, born in the box. It's an awkward one. Taylor controls. Taylor trying to pass it back to Prattley. Prattley! What a strike from the Charlton midfielder on the edge of the box. Touchdown by Lyle Taylor. And Darren Prattley unleashes a hell of a strike. Pass Arnold down to his left. Could do nothing about that one. So there we go. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. We just heard uh, well bits and pieces of Lee Bowyer there. I think we heard most of it. Um, speaking after yesterday's win, speaking to Terry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's right. He didn't take the penalty. I mean, uh, he was um, on good form. Uh, I-, I loved a bit where he he was sort of crowing about how much he loves the valley when it when it gets going. Till I think um, as, as I mentioned before, uh, with Sykes picking on the wrong person, uh, you know Lee Bowyer likes a battle, didn't you? I mean, he, he, during his playing days, he liked to like to scrap, he liked to get stuck in. So, you know, you would expect anybody that's uh, under his uh, under his charge as a manager would have would need to have the same uh, same mentality. And mm. uh, we saw that in abundance yesterday, I thought. And uh, it's a it, it just shows a togetherness that I don't think we've seen for a while. Mm. Um, um, Apart from the, the squad he's assembled this season yeah. uh, and back in the last, I think uh, he's brought a together, and not just him, of course, you've got uh, Gallon and, and Johnny Jackson have contributed to that as well, that that just 
is just something different. It just gives the gives the impression that um, there's something special going on behind the scenes, which uh, which we haven't had. Well, certainly haven't had it since Chris Powell's days, have we? Yeah. Um, just to give perhaps quickly the other side of the story. Now, don't we don't always do this, but because it was quite a fiery game, an interesting game yesterday. Um, I've taken a bit of audio from Accrington's uh, YouTube page. Uh, Jimmy Bell, their assistant manager, was asked uh, about how they saw the the end of the the game yesterday. I've decided to come. Uh, I specifically specifically asked John, um, could I do the press today? Um, I'm incensed by. Um, what went on in the last couple of minutes. What the referee said to me uh, is why I'm here. Um, I might get myself into a little bit of hot water saying this, but the officials need to stand up and come out and explain the decision of why Charlton won the game today. A referee has turned round to me and said, he didn't think it was a penalty. Now, who's officiating the game? John Busby is in charge of the game. He's got a bird's eye view of the incident and he's let an official who's working for him give a major, major decision in added on time who, in my opinion, cannot even see the incident. Mr Busby is looking right directly at the incident. He turned round to me and said, I don't think it was a penalty, Jimmy. But when one of my officials is adamant that it was, I have to go with him. And I just don't understand where he's coming from. You know, there was a lot of hard work went into this game today against a very, very good Charlton team. Um, great support, a great stadium, everything. Very, very good team. And we worked our socks off. What was it for 92 minutes? Whatever it was, 91, 92 minutes. Um, we defended resolutely, uh, and when something like that happens, it, it's it, it's really hard to bear. I suppose it's more than frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot more than frustrating. As I say, you've got an official who sent our goalkeeper off apparently, and I've got to, you know he's adamant. Johnny Max said he's adamant that he has done absolutely nothing, that he got assaulted in the box by their striker. Now, we get our keeper sent off. He got kicked in the chest, he said, uh, and he's fell on top of him. He's threw him off and he's got sent off. So again, a major, major decision that's gone against us. Um, and it's one that we're really at up about. Interesting that in the town, the, there we go. We've got to turn the monitor off in the uh, town of Accrington. Uh, people's chests are sort of shin height. Um, <laughs> They're a small bunch. Yeah, uh, it's, it's very strange. Very strange uh, from Jimmy Bell. There, throwing the word assault around when one of your own players is stamped on someone's head is uh, is is a funny way to go about things. Right, let's uh, have a look at some of the tweets. That started coming in yesterday. First one came in from uh, Jimmy C. He said, uh, hate to say it, but if Lyle Taylor is out, should we consider the dreaded 4-2-3-1 formation? We have the players to make it work now. Heather, do you think uh, Do you think we have enough for midfielders? It might be an option. I think it's about all we've got left, really, isn't yeah. it? Otherwise, it's Wilberforce Ockren, yeah, who I, mean, I hadn't heard of until yesterday, yeah, I, mean, I must admit. It's always been a rule of mine that you shouldn't get into the team based purely on how good your name is but maybe I mean that is a good it name it's quite cool so yeah, maybe definitely. I would maybe I would change my my um my opinion I didn't even get into the the starting 11 when we went down to the Kent Senior Cup game the other day didn't he's not people? even listed on the back of the programme no, exactly, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we signed him from Barnsley, I think, in the summer. Um, uh, uh, Daniel said, if he's out, we need to, to get another loan in fast. We need a third quality striker to push them both. Although Bowie clearly said he's not... Just because of the situation we're in now, of course, Rico Hackett-Fairchild is also injured. He's hurt his ankle, I think it was. Um, it's unlikely that we're going to jump into it just because... Well, there's two things. One, we don't know how serious Rico's uh, ankle injury is. It could it could just be something that's kept him out this week alone, in which case that might be why Lebo is saying that. And we also don't know how far away... Do we know how far away Igor is? Mm. Uh, no, I don't know. So I mean, they might feel that uh, if they're back in the next couple of weeks, we can manage. Uh, but then um, maybe he's also thinking uh, because he was quite adamant that we were going to appeal the uh, uh, the red card. Maybe he's thinking it won't be uh, that big a deal because he'll get off. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> we're see. We're told no. Yeah, 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 well, exactly. yeah. <laughs> we'll get banned for the rest of the season. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Martin, Martin's just tweeted in saying the Accrington assistant is wrong. Uh, no way would a referee have said that to him in the first place and said, B, uh, he said, Taylor assaulted the keeper. What a... Yeah, no. What, he, he disagrees with him, does, does Martin. Uh, right, John uh, John Goff said, It's 4am, just woken up, I can't get back to sleep. That last 13 minutes inside the valley was pandemonium. Vital three points for Charlton. Looking forward to Charlton Live as well. Surely Lyle's uh, red card will be rescinded. Great chance uh, from the stamping clips we've all seen thus far. I mean, I still even if you've been stamped on the head, if you've gone and kicked someone, which I'm not saying he's kicked him, but he's moved his leg towards him, then I, I still don't think it'll be rescinded. But hopefully that's just me being negative. Uh, and uh, and we'll see. Right, Lewis Hurst says the first half was shocking, but we deserved the second half goal. Could have been a very different game if not for Phillips. Uh, the wrong players got red cards. Lyle and their keeper did barely anything, while other Accrington players were kicking lumps out of him. John Agambar says we found a way um, uh, eventually. That's the main thing at the end of the day. Still not sure what Taylor did. Can you help? Well, yeah, I think we, we've sort of touched on that now. Um, so we'll see I mean like I say Lyle Taylor was quite adamant that he didn't do anything wrong um, so hopefully there's a better angle than what I've seen that, that will sort of exonerate him uh, but we'll see right 100% Charlton first half not the greatest but they made it hard for our second half a lot better Accrington the dirtiest side I have seen disgusting from a number of players hopefully Lyle's red will be overturned uh, and bring on Peterborough love the passion from Boya at the end I was, was going to say no, if I, I Bayer's, uh, we were even saying it last week after the Shrewsbury game, he, d- he never sounds that excitable even when we've won a game. But I think that you know, punching the air and, and, and other stuff, um, as he was yesterday, I think that's really the first time we, we've, we've seen that. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I can't remember. Um, he usually keeps quite a... Um, quite a calm persona. Yeah, because yeah. I think he obviously sets standards and sometimes we don't hit them. But uh, yeah, it's the first time... I've seen it because usually he does a clap, doesn't he? You know, but yeah. I've not seen him. But I think it was like I said earlier. I just think the whole, the last fifteen minutes, it was just mad. And yeah, it was only Accrington, Accrington at home. And I know people aren't jumping on the bandwagon because of that reason or whatever. Everyone's due to their own opinion. But I just think the relief like that, it just shows how much everyone wants it. And it show it was a big win. Let's not forget. Yeah, it was only Accrington, but that. You know, Pompey drop points, and if we win next Saturday, we'll be nine points clear of Borough. Do you know what I mean? So it was a big, it was a big win. It was a big relief, and obviously, I think Bo's knew that by judging by his um, his fist pump at the end. Mm. 
Uh, right, Cliff Scales, we played better in the second half. They made it hard for us. Still cannot understand why Taylor and their keeper were sent off. The red cards should have gone to Sykes and Finley, who both stamped on Taylor. Accrington players lost their heads and let their club down. Mark Wyndham, hopefully Lyle Taylor's red card gets overturned. If not, we need to bring in a striker alone ASAP. Uh, also, then number 14 should get a nice ban. He, he comes steaming in, looks at Lyle on the floor and then stamps. He said, that's why I can't understand, Heather. I don't know why. I'm asking you this just because you live in Glasgow. But um, <laughs> what is what is it that literally possesses someone to walk over and stamp someone in the head? No matter, I've lost games of football in five aside. I've never stamped on anyone's head. It's just bizarre. I wouldn't have a clue. I could only think he was jealous of his hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. might be it, you see. We might be looking at it completely the wrong way. Mm. <laughs> uh, excellent stuff. Right, F. James, uh, what an ending. What a brilliant three points. Forget about the dreadful game. We won, lads, and that's the aim. Well done, Louis, on your goal celebration. Cheers there. Beats my Churchillian uh, effort into touch. Uh, great show from you all. Always a great listen. Uh, on we go and make sure we all have our posh attire on. Uh, Tom says... Um, Tom Bramley, not the best performance yesterday, uh, but the second half was encouraging going into Peterborough game next week. The Accrington players were an embarrassment. Two of their players both stamped on Taylor while he was on the floor uh, with the number 14 stamping on his head. Yeah, so, yeah, the number 14, Finley, it was Finley who took the head, and it was Sykes who seemed to be, I mean, you can see there's a really good photo from Kyle Andrews, who was right there in the thick of it, taking taking the photos, and he seems to be sort of stamping on his legs or his feet. Mm. Uh, it's, just, it's just bizarre. I honestly, I, I don't know if they're just trying to wind him up to to get him sent off. Now, Charlton Exile says that uh, Lee Bowyer deserves so much credit. The team spirit he has built is remarkable. Uh, he has got everyone believing again and very measured in all he says to the media. Uh, brackets so much better than that last book. Yeah, you, you'll remember that Charlton Exile was ever a big fan of when Carl Robinson... He used to walk out of the room when Carl Robinson's <laughs> clips were coming on. Uh, right, Matt Broad, not enough characters to go through all the incidents from yesterday's game, but I just want to say wrong red cards given, but two others from the Stanley should have gone. Uh, um, you're right, Terry. What are you doing? <laughs> He's looking at the stamp. I'm trying to find the stamp. Uh, uh, well, uh, okay. 100% Charles says, remember to turn the stream on this week. Yeah, I did. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Mark Anderson. Yesterday was like the old days. It was fantastic. Uh, and he says, bring on the next one. And he's attached a photo. Oh, it's an old... Oh, Terry, you're going to have to come around and tell me who this old player is, actually. It's before my time. Uh, Cheek. Yeah. Up to you, Terry. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a perm. He's got like a black eye bleeding from the... Here we he's go. got one of those Terry, balls they have to lace up. Shirt. Uh, Neil, uh, Neil Shipley. Neil Shipley. Dave 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 if stamping on someone's head. I don't know if that's cheating or not. It's just fuggery. Uh, but I, you'd assume the reason they were giving the little digs into Lyle Taylor while he was on the floor was to try and get a reaction from him in order to get him sent off and therefore take our, you know, one of our best players out of the game for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, I think so. I think they, during the game, they'll always try and, you know, kick out at Taylor, like you say, for um, a reaction. But when someone's on the floor... And you're over over them, and you're doing what you're doing. That's just cowardly. I don't. Um, they might have been looking for reaction, but I just think um, they were like, I think they're like hunting in pack sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? They're like wolves, they were like savages, but uh, very cowardly. But it can be effective. Remember, Shrewsbury last team were built on a team that would not let the other the other side play by putting in fouls every ten seconds. It was like, and and we really struggled with that at times against Shrewsbury last season. You can see it can be effective and it can work, and you can see why teams do it to try and. 
you know get the willies up a, a team that should be able to play a good, a, a, some good football. But obviously there, there's there's a line, and I think they not only crossed it, they stamped on it. Um, did did uh, Accrington yesterday? Right, Tom said uh, no way should Taylor have been sent off. Accrington assistant manager saying that Taylor assaulted him is a load of rubbish. Uh, thought the players were a disgrace on what should have been a good clean uh, clean game. Uh, considering the day, yeah, street violence were in lives game yesterday. I mean, that was a slight juxtaposition there. Uh, and then Tom Ridgen adds, uh, Fort Carlin showed so much composure in slotting home that penalty, and Ross Sykes uh, should be arrested for GBH. I mean, that's, I, I genuinely don't know why it's allowed on a football pitch and not allowed on the street. Um, uh, Albert says, sorry, Luke, Accrington got what they deserve, which is nothing. The worst team I have seen at the Valley. I mean, do you think they were the worst team? I don't think I'd go that far in terms of footballing ability but they were cer- certainly the worst team in terms of like being nasty ever I, I mean I think there were probably some afters from the game up there um, reading between the lines a little bit and I think Boya said as much at, at one point as well that there were a few kind of feuds carried forward I did read something pretty nasty as well and one of the reasons maybe why Johnny Williams was behaving the way he did at the end was he that he had a few comments about how they were going to break his leg and everything during the game yeah. um, and you can he, imagine he's maybe a wee bit sensitive to that he can normally manage that on his own <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> right yeah not nice right um, Jonathan Ackworth says we need a striker uh, let's go get Norwood at Tranmere and CJ Hamilton who scored again yesterday uh, CJ Hamilton up at Mansfield uh, obviously now Nikia Jose's teammate he looked lively he scored against us in the FA Cup earlier on in the season up at their place I did actually think he looked quite good so maybe not a bad shout from Jonathan there Ian uh, says cracking entertainment uh, but the ref he lost control should have cracked down on all the shirt pulls and wrestling in the first half with yellows including Billick uh, lack of protection for the lino after the penalty was criminal and worse than sending off the players Ev again says uh, sloppy performance we allowed Stanley to bully us all over the park final extra five minutes were the best I've seen all season uh, as for Taylor's red it's an uh, instant rescind, uh, rescind. Uh, as for Sykes he needs locking up GBH nasty bit of work and then he goes sorry to mention again Louis your excitement at the pen is uh, priceless uh, such honour to you still laughing cheers Ev I'm glad you enjoyed it uh, Martin well the red cards were given to the wrong player simple as that the clear stamp on Taylor's head albeit not very hard but the intent was there was an utter disgrace and if not retrospectively deal- dealt with it will be a joke I mean, it doesn't really matter how hard you're doing it if you've got studs on tail does it <clears throat> yeah exactly that and uh, um, I'm surprised actually that um, Lyle Taylor didn't have more damage to his head given mm. um, uh, the one on the floor I, I haven't actually seen the stamp I've only seen the, uh, the photo there, yeah. still photo of his leg hovering over it just as he was about to um, but the one on his head is clear, and it's a rake um, yeah. Down, yeah. down the back of his head or down the top of his head, sorry, while he's on the floor, and that's going to hurt. Uh, and he's lucky he didn't uh, he didn't cut his head up. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, uh, Oliver Dalton says Fort Charlton uh, were the better team. Accrington Stanley were a decent side, but we deserved the win, no doubt. We're on our way up, coming you reds. Right, nice one from uh, Jake Wilkes. He said uh, had a cracking day with thirty kids from Sandhurst Primary School in the East End yesterday. Uh, Accrington's number 14 was disgraceful, grabbing himself and making rude gestures at the children who were booing him. Shameful uh, from him. <laughs> what, what, why, do you, why do people do these sort of things? <laughs> yeah, sounds like a nice chap, doesn't he? Yeah, it does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, home to you, Mum. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, someone else tweeting that they're glad I turned the stream on this week. Oh, I did. I forgot to turn the stream on once. Okay, It's only ever happened it's once. It's going to haunt you, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Vital Charlton, a, a very tough game yesterday. <laughs> we could have played better. It was a real physical match, and thankfully we got there in the end. Tough games like this is what League One is all about. Dr. Lazarus, no three-word review, but finally an answer to the age-old Accrington Stanley, who are they, questions. They're muggy, muggy boom bums. That's who they are. (laughs) (laughs) 
quality. Oh, when Saul loses too. It's nice when someone actually uh, filters their tweet before I have to do it or censors it. Because not like even Martin's tweet earlier, I had to censor it for him. Uh, Dr. Lazarus did it for me. Well done, Dr. Lazarus. Bob Liskin, evening guys. Not able to listen live, but just wanted to say I can't believe none of the videos show the Accrington Stanley keeper kick out at Lyle on the ground. I was behind in the Northwest Quadrant and I saw it clearly. That's funny. Um, my uh, um, daughter's boyfriend uh, was also behind the goal um, and said to me after the game in the car on the way home definitely saw the keeper kick Lyle Taylor well, there you he's go. adamant he did now I haven't seen any of that but well he, I don't he know if anyone's got any good footage from behind the goal at the South End game when we had that brawl there was a really good bit of footage from within the stand where you could clearly see all three red card offences so it'd be interesting to see if anyone was nearby who just happened to be filming because often people get their, their camera phones out when it's a corner so I wouldn't be shocked if there's if there's any way we can grass up Accrington send the, send the footage in get it, get it into the Met Police or whoever needs to deal with that right Danny uh, Owen says yesterday's performance was gritty and last season would have probably settled for a draw the scenes after the uh, after the penalty show how far we've come this season the fans really have helped this team uh, this season without a doubt I did uh yeah, as I said earlier, it's just bizarre. Uh, it's just great even to see the, the scenes. And I'm just not not really used to seeing it at the Valley at times, unfortunately, but it was brilliant yesterday. Right, Soapy Fingers tweeted in. Uh, Reeves did make the difference. Rest uh, was sloppy generally. One of those games where you just don't feel like we're going to score until we do. What a finish uh, to a generally poor game. Even the East End old boys were effing and blinding. <laughs> uh, Tim Jackson, listening to the commentary and the adrenaline is pulsing through my veins again. Well done, uh, Terry and Greg. Uh, I'm cheering the penalty award and swearing, listening to the build-up from Terry uh, and Greg, even though I know what happened next. Uh, 2,300 of us at Peterborough next week, and I cannot wait. Damien says, did anyone find out what happened exactly in the tunnel? Well, there's all sorts of rumours sort of going around. Well, I've, I've, just seen, yeah, I've just seen a picture of the tunnel from the outside and it was moving around oh, quite shaking. considerably. It was shaking all over the place. There was plenty going on in there, just nobody seems to know what. <laughs> That's why they have a tunnel, so you can do, do what they want in private. Uh, Soapy Finger back involved again. Uh, seen a video of the incident with Lyle Taylor. Shocking behaviour from Stanley players. Red cards must be overturned and needs a full investigation from the authorities. Uh, uh, if Lyle Taylor does get a ban, does that clear yellow cards which are also hanging over him? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I'm afraid. I don't think mm. so. Richard Justin, uh, what is it about Northern teams who I used to like? Stanley reminded me of Les Parry's Tranmere anti-football. Yeah, as I say, it, it did sort of sour the relationship that we built with the Atkinson uh, board before the game because they're really nice, and we are going to hear from Andy Holt in a minute. It's actually interesting. We should say it now, Andy Holt. Um, he was tweeting about an Atkinson fan who, who seems to have picked up a shiner, which obviously, you know, if that's come from a Charlton fan, that'd be hugely disappointing. And obviously no one wants to see that. And then a couple of people have tweeted him about his own players and he said that they will look at that internally, which you hope you hope they'll do that properly, Nath, because, I mean, there's one, there's one thing having a team that's going to try and break up play and be a little bit nasty, but there's another thing having a player in your team who's going to stamp on someone's head. Yeah, and it doesn't put... Um... It doesn't put good light on on a, on a club of Accrington, and, uh, and obviously I don't think Andy will be very happy with it because he's he's got this reputation of being a nice club, and I'm sure he will uh, take matters in matters into his own hands and be dealt with. But um, yeah, it was just a bit of a strange, just from I don't know, it was just from that 80th minute onwards, it just seemed to be absolute man- madness. But um, yeah, hopefully, I'm sh- hopefully he does something, and obviously the FA look into all of the. Scenes. Yeah, uh, Sophie Finger saying, uh, talking about the what, what Jimmy Bell said about the um, 
the referees uh, supposedly telling Acklington's officials that he himself didn't think it was a penalty. I mean, and then the line's been given it. I mean, for starters, that is why you have extra officials because if the referee doesn't see it clearly, but it, it does make you. I mean, let's 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 say he did exactly what uh, the guy said. That he said he he didn't think Jimmy it was Bell. a penalty. Yeah. Mm. So let's say that that's true. He was looking straight at it, yeah. and we've seen the still photos. We've seen the live. The guy puts his hand out and stops the ball going towards the goal with his hand. Now, how can that not be a handball? Let's let's assume that the referee thinks that it wasn't. He should be banned just for that. Mm. Uh, now, if an official, a linesman, who's in completely the worst angle, can see it and see it clearly and tells him he could see it clearly, why couldn't he, looking straight at it? Makes no sense to me. All it does is it shows just how inept quite a number of the officials that we have in League One currently are. It's just nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, it goes without saying. Right, Sebo says the current appeal system is wrong. The panel need to look at the whole picture. Clubs need to put the argument of uh, mitigating circumstances, uh, not just clear and obvious. I'm saying this uh, in what if Lyle doesn't get his red card overturned. We should be able to put forward that he was trying to get up. He is naturally going to catch someone with his foot when he's that crowded. Uh, you w- you wouldn't just lie on the floor taking it. A panel uh, should have a player on a manager or a manager on it, not just uh, amateur refs. Uh, 100% Charlton also wanted to give a big shout out to Dylan Phillips for that great save uh, to stop Acklington scoring in that first half yesterday. Says take a bow, uh, Dylan. Right, Sebo. I said I wonder if Bose is playing Sir Alex uh, style mind games when he says he isn't bringing in a striker. Well, we we hope so, but he's, he's normally reasonably up front if he's close to to someone coming in, isn't he? So. Uh, we'll see uh, MICFC. Uh, Lyle was very frustrated and definitely tried to slide his feet towards the keeper when they were both on the ground. It was right in front of us. And that is what I think I've seen on the video, if I'm being totally honest. And even if it is you know, a slide rather than a kick or just any form of movement, I don't think it will get overturned from what I've seen. I really hope I get proved wrong. Roger Trask, I travelled to the Valley yesterday via Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, that's not a good idea, is it? <laughs> I, I came via Lewisham. Um, uh, landed at Gatwick at 9am time. Uh, uh, I got uh, home, had shower, and then went to the game. I sat there for the first 80 minutes thinking, why did I bother? I could have been in bed instead. Uh, that last 15, including stoppages, was well worth it. I was chatting to a, a Charlton fan, a season ticket holder, who comes over from uh, Holland yesterday in, in the... Uh, in the pub after Jacko, um, he's a friend of Mads. Uh, he wanted me to do an interview, and I will do an interview with him when he's not the drunkest man I've ever seen. <laughs> but he was, yeah, a really, really excellent support to come over from uh, from Holland to see the lads. Right, Liz uh, says Charlton Live uh, fans from Mexico. Oh, excellent! Uh, that's the, that's uh, excellent. Cheers, Liz. Uh, she says reviewing the red cards should get their numbers fourteen and fifteen. A deserved bit of trouble. Looking at the video. Uh, and photos, both red cards look very dodgy. Our penalty, we were lucky. Always enjoy your show, boys. Thank you. Next one will be back in in England. Excellent news. Thanks for that. And then Mark says, not a great first half, improved in the second half and deserved the win, but we were far from comfortable. Obviously, we need the penalty uh, to get three points, but it was 110% a penalty. Positive sign that we're getting three points in games where we don't play great. Excellent. Right, we've still got loads of uh, emails and forum posts to come on to, but I just want to move to another subject. Now, yesterday... Um, Andy Holt, the owner of Accrington Stanley, also the chairman, was invited by the Supporters Trust uh, to come and meet and greet uh, some Charlton supporters uh, up at the Swan Pub in the upstairs. I, I went along to speak to him beforehand. Uh, I'll play uh, the interview with him now, and then, uh, Heather, you'll be able to tell us a bit more about the event. But So this is the Accrington Stanley uh, chairman, Andy Holt. 
Things seem to be looking up on the field of play for Charlton, but behind the scenes, instability at the club shows no signs of easing off. Belgian owner Roland Duchatelet, the target of fans' protests throughout the years, has still yet to offload the South Londoners, despite putting the club on the market over a year ago. Today's visitors to the Valley, Accrington Stanley, are at the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to ownership. Andy Holt has won awards for his stewardship of Stanley, and he's accepted an invitation to join members of the Charlton Supporters Trust for a pie, a pint and a chinwag before today's game. And he also joins us now on BBC Radio London. Andy, um, before we start, I mean, Atkinson Stanley's first season in League One, you must be really pleased with how it's gone so far. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, we, we for years, we, we, we were lucky to stay alive. So, so to be in League One now and be uh, uh, profitable, stable and, uh, and, and fairly well organised is, is, you know, brilliant, fantastic. As I mentioned, I mean, you've, you've won awards for your work with the club. What do you think it is that makes for a good football club owner? Uh, well, I don't want to sound too corny, but uh, when, it, when I first got involved in the club, I got involved because of the community, because I didn't get, if I didn't get involved, it would have gone bust. So, so that was the only reason I got involved. I don't, I don't want to open, own a football club, but I didn't want to do one then. So, so I, I kind of got my instruction from fans. So, so they're telling you. And, and if you listen to them, it's fairly easy how, how the game should be. And, uh, and we started doing that. We have a great rapport. We need the fans. It's their club. Uh, we're building a great, a fantastic little community club. And that, that's the remit. I, you know, I've never said we'll be in League One. Never said we'll be in League Two, Conference, Championship, or wherever we are. We're going to be a great club at any level. Of course, the problems between the fans and the owners at Charlton and clubs like Coventry or Blackpool are well documented. I mean, I mean, you've been quite vocal in calls for reform with the way that the EFL treat their clubs. I mean, what, in what way would you like to see that the authorities sort of take hold of clubs that could be seen as problem clubs? Well, well it's, they're into the authority there that can do it, and that's the problem. So, so the misunderstanding in football is that if you get a rogue owner or somebody that just don't want to play, uh, it's EFL's responsibility to sort it out, or the FA's, and it isn't. And that's the problem. So, so EFL will, will defer to company law. So as long as an owner's acting within company law, he's fine. And, and there's no other kind of uh, basic rule of operating procedure that anybody signs up to in the first place. So provided he's acting within company law, he's free to do what he wants. The problem with company, it doesn't go hand in hand with community. So, so the people that are using or belong to the club, are left behind because if I, I've got several businesses, you know, I've got three, four hundred staff, uh, and, and if if uh, if I set up, I take a business risk and uh, a business fails, I close it down, take my loss, and move on. Well, you can't do that in football. So, so treating football as a business doesn't work. You can't do what you'd normally do in business because it affects so many people's lives, people that were there fifty, hundred years ago. So football is a business up until it's not. So, and you've got you've got two halves of football. You've got the business side and the community side, and in the middle you've got uh, EFL, FA, and all all the bodies that don't stray into them side, don't stray into them halves. You need a regulator that sets the rules that uh, can intervene when things go wrong, like it does for Nacho Alton. Mm. Yeah, you've spoken a lot on, on Twitter about the need for an independent regulator. I mean, do you think that's possible that, that people can get together and get that one set up? Well, I were in Parliament the other day, and uh, they, they they told me there was one but the Premier League took, up, took it over and decided to start paying for it. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not, but that's what the MPs told me. So they said they started the, when the Premier League started out, there was one. I mean, w without one, uh, we've really got no hope because the EFL taking action against the club infuriates fans, doing things against fans, 
infuriates the club. And don't forget, it's a collegiate. EFL is a great body. Everybody's good. they misunderstand what it's there for. You know, it's there to create a competition. And as, as an owner, I own a 72nd of the EFL. So does every other club owner. And it's a collegiate affair. We go to Portugal and have a few beers and have a good laugh and all that. And we don't like uh, going against other owners. So even if there's a bad owner, we, we won't. We, you know, we wouldn't uh, criticise each other. And we, we vote on the rules. So, so there's, there's a, a natural reluctance to vote on any rules that uh, tie owners down. Now, now, as an owner, if, if I were just an owner and a businessman, that would be great. But I'm not. I, come, I live in communities, so I know what people are telling me. And, of course, um, you're probably going to hear some interesting questions from the Charlton fans today. Looking forward to speaking to them? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, look, it's like speaking to anybody else. You treat them as normal like anybody else in Accrington or Burnley or Charlton or London or anywhere uh, around the world uh, they're normal people as long as you're honest and straight you, you never have a problem you've got to listen though as well as talking so there we go Andy Holt the Accrington Stanley uh, owner I found it really fascinating just to chat to him for, for five minutes or so uh, yesterday Heather of course the, the trust arranged for him to come down um, I stayed for the first sort of ten minutes or so before I had to come down before I had to come back to the, to the ground but I was really enjoying the event and um, and it, it is an unusual event for the, the supporters' trust to need to ask uh, an owner of a different football club to, to come speak to them. Well, obviously, you'll understand the frustrations that we've had in trying to get our own owner into the same room as fans. Um, that's only been going on for, what, about five years? Um, so it was a suggestion from um, one, of the, one of the members, actually. Well, why didn't we give it a go and, and, and ask him? Um, so just before Christmas, um, Richard Wiseman, the chair of the trust, contacted um, Accrington and within a matter of days got a positive reply. And um, he's, he's full of ideas, isn't he, Andy, about how football could be reformed. And he talks about he, he talks a lot about perhaps an in, independent regulator to try because and he says it himself, like the football clubs themselves vote on the rules and they're very unlikely to vote on a rule that is going to upset one of their mates who might own a different club. I mean, what he said, um, it was towards the end of the hour or so that um, he conducted the the Q&A. He basically said that the EFL, the FA and the Premier League individually are doing a good job. But collectively, it's a problem um, because no one's actually looking at at the whole. And he gave an analogy that really kind of struck home for me. Basically, he said it's like a posh street where you've got three really posh houses, the EFL house, the FA house and the Premier League house. And they've got great big walls around them. And inside the garden and the house, everything's lovely. Everything's rosy. Um, Whereas outside, there's all sorts of chaos. Uh, There's potholes in the street. There's kids fighting. There's, you know, whatever going on. Um, Players stamping on people's heads. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't actually say that at the time. <laughs> but he might now. Um, so I think you know, he admitted he felt that the game was broken because of the disparity um, caused by the money at the top of the game and it not filtering down um, to the to the lower divisions, and that that's only getting worse and worse and worse. Mm. Um, and that you know clubs should be able to achieve based on merit, not on money. Um, but that's just not the way not the way it works. It was a really nice event for the supporters' trust. I mean, it helps. Uh, I don't know. I, I I like pubs, but um, it was a nice pub as well. This one, the upstairs room. So I mean, do, do you think the supporters' trust will look to put on more events like that? Obviously, you could try Roland, but he probably won't come. But <laughs> other sorts of, of of events like that, former players or something like that. Yeah, definitely. We're really keen to do it. Um, the pub were great, really cooperative. Um, the other Heather, Heather Alderson, uh, made a fantastic pie, which I think uh, went Run down extremely well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Andy Holt himself certainly enjoyed it. And I think we're looking to we're looking to do stuff, hopefully a few more events um, through to the end of the season. Um, if it's well supported, then, you know, we'd love to make it a really regular thing um, and take it from there. And I think any suggestions on what we might call it, um, open to offers. Supporters Trust Bar sounds a bit, a bit too serious to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, excellent. I mean... Obviously, we, we we all enjoyed yesterday's game and the performance, and it's nice to for ninety minutes to not have to think about if things were slightly different here, we could be even better. But um, that is still the case, you know. With the we haven't signed anyone for money, for we haven't spent any money on players for a long time now, and we all know the reasons behind that. The trust of um, being vocal in their disappointment with the way that Roland's running the club and I guess nothing really has changed on, on, on that front. No, no I, I mean I think again quite a lot of the questions yesterday obviously did revolve around the Charlton situation to Andy um, but the reality was he didn't really have any answers either to be honest um, I think he felt very strongly that clubs are about community and you heard that in the clip there that you know football can't really be run as a business it just doesn't really hit the you know meet those same rules um, so essentially Essentially, it has to be there for the community. And I think the kind of thing that he's doing is some of the things that Charlton used to do. Um, he talked about the importance of bringing in kids and they give out, um, I think, basically a free shirt to every eight-year-old in the town. So it's like 1,200 free shirts a year um, that they give out. So to make sure that young kids are wandering around in Accrington shirts, so they may have a Man U one or a Burnley one or whatever as well, um, but just to try and get them involved with the club. And you look at, we do a lot of that kind of stuff still through the Community Trust at Charlton, but everything feels like it's just a bit spread out and split up at the moment because there's no leadership. You know, mm. there's no one at the top of the club with that vision for where we go and how we take it forward. Yeah, right. Dodger CAFC tweets in, let's not put a negative on a positive. I have no interest for any opponents that come to the Valley. I want Charlton to win regardless of how... Uh, it comes far too many people show too much sympathy for opposing teams we need to make the Valley hostile I can't think of a single person who's shown any sympathy to Atkinson Stanley <laughs> yesterday Artful. so I have to admit I've no idea what you're talking about there uh, <laughs> right um, let's get on to uh, some of the uh, forum uh, posts from yesterday uh, Southwest Addicts a clean sheet three points 90th minute winner and a large brawl for good measure biggest positives was that we kept plugging away until the very end man of the match was Dylan Phillips he made two vital saves in both halves and a strong cameo from Ben Reeves Jonathan Norfolk don't forget to turn the broadcast on Louis <laughs> uh, Ross man next three games will show will really show the billicks this team has I've had to change that uh, <laughs> uh, might be a pun intended there uh, think we've got uh, the midfield options right now uh, uh, that can make up some uh, for some of the creativity we'll miss from Lyle. Uh, might have to go with a different formation from what we've been doing, but I think we still have got the players to do it. Well, that, that ties in nicely with what, what Jim Dutton said about the, the dreaded 4-2-3-1. Um, uh, Cabby says, who is in charge of the music on match days? We need to get some intimidating music on before kickoff and before the Red Red Robin comes on and after the final whistle, uh, whack it up loud and get a decent song on. Uh, was thinking, ain't no stopping us, would have been superb after yesterday's game. I don't know, it does the music now, actually. I've no idea, because it used to be Glove Pup. Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah, although in fairness, uh, whoever's doing it, we are we have we have won 10 of our home games so far this season, which is remarkable. There there's, there's, must be seasons where we haven't won 10 home games all season, so to have done that already is very impressive. Uh, Red Chaser, not sure I agree uh, with Boya not being in any urgency to sign a striker. Igor is not ba- expected back until the end of February, and Taylor, even if he gets the red card overturned, he's only two yellows away uh, from 10 bookings and a ban. Anyway, yeah, I, I do think it, for me, I was slightly surprised by 
Um, the, the fact that he did say he's still not going to change it, even though we, we've literally got Wilberforce Ockran on the, on the bench at the moment. But you alluded to it before, he's not necessarily going to uh, play all his cards uh, in the media, is he? He's not going to go out and say, yeah, I'm definitely going to look for a striker, because it, it'll probably put the price up. Um, and admittedly, we're only going to get anybody on loan anyway. But it'll still um, it'll still make his negotiating hand a little bit tougher mm. if he freely admits he's desperate for one. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping anyway. That, that that's me uh, clutching at straws. Yeah. Got to make sure he holds on to Grant as well. As well, we never seen that. Yeah, well, we'll see. I know people have been talking about a link with Millwall as well in the on the Sun, but that was from the. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll uh, we'll see. Um, uh, LTK. Uh, on tw- on the forum says just a thought had Lyle gotten up with a bloodied head the ref possibly wouldn't have even red carded the lad and turns his cards elsewhere I mean yeah possibly that would have been the case but um, yeah he's not gonna he needs to take a blood capsule like that rugby player you know rugby players are wusses aren't they and they take those blood capsules onto the pitch uh, and there we go right a couple more tweets that came in don't forget we're still gonna hear from Card before the end of the show as well Heather Alderson uh, on their meeting with the EFL during the week um, but at Charlton Soul moments like that win promotion yet more ground gained on our rivals there isn't a single team in the league that I fear our running is the most favourable of the top six uh, best of all the players know it too shout out uh, to my mate and lifelong Charlton fan Joe Armson, he was just found out he's expecting twins, and he's probably <laughs> and he's promised to call them Seb and Lewis. <laughs> uh, that is proper. That is. Uh, Phil says hi, guys. Uh, Nine p.m. on Saturday night, and I've just about calmed down. Whilst Accrington Stanley might be a nice little club, their players acted like a bunch of thugs by kicking. Uh, the kicking by Sykes on Taylor was disgraceful. They got what they deserved. Absolutely nothing. Just glad to get that game out of the way. Uh, I knew it wouldn't be a spectacle in terms of uh, in pure football terms. Wouldn't it be nice if Roland gave Boya a new striker as we're going to need one if Taylor uh, gets a ban you never know that's Phil Cullen from Eltham yeah it's un, uh, it's, it's always unlikely I mean hopefully we'll look for one on loan uh, but yeah I doubt we'll be going out and signing Harry Kane or anything like Ooh. that anytime soon right Chris Davin says fight 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 who'd have thought it uh, 80 odd minutes not a, of not a lot happening and then madness imagine being one of those weirdos who leaves games early uh, when Carlin converted the penalty everyone went mental barring the 100 or so Aki fans I think it was 188 I think it was yeah uh, so, uh, yeah uh, it was uh, it was if we'd won the league, Arsenal at Anfield, eighty nine styley. <laughs> uh, there's a real momentum building down SC Seven. All of us are in this together. Hopefully, Naby Sarr's recent performances have put to bed uh, this. The war- uh, this worries me. He's got a mistake in him stuff. Uh, he's every good as bit as Bauer. Williams seems to be the missing piece in the jigsaw. Absolutely quality. Bit of an odd one though. It's a permanent contract, six months, uh, which is the length of the contract. Had he left Palace so like alone, uh, he must have taken a massive pay cut to join us. Fair play to him. He's already uh, the darling of Mark Anderson and his Oak boys uh, I, I really get the feeling it's going to be automatic this season I, I did say like after last uh, on last Sunday show after the Shrewsbury game I have now changed my tune to not to that we're definitely going to get it but I do think automatics is a possibility now too it's within our grasp I mean we were saying off air uh, a little while ago you look at the table now and we're four points away from Portsmouth uh, three points away from Luton those are the top two uh, now people say well games in hand and that's true of course but it wasn't that long ago we were a good 10 to 15 points away from, from the top spot. Uh, so that gap has closed immeasurably and we'll, you know, it's not impossible that it could continue. Luton and Portsmouth are playing each other on, uh, in the week, aren't they? Um, so uh, they're going to take points off each other. And that's one of their games in hand against us. Or that is their game in hand against us. And they're playing each other. 
mm. um, next it's Tuesday week, I think it is. So, um, of course, it's possible. And and you heard Lee Bowyer say they're only looking above at the two above. They're not they're not worried about what's underneath us. Mendon Granasta says Billick is the nuts. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, right. Uh, Still in rattling. Yeah, Paul <laughs> Paul Griffiths. Uh, wow, wow, wow! What an end of the game, and what an atmosphere! Not sure if anyone saw that coming, except a very young lad in the toilets at halftime. He was telling his dad he saw sending off in a late goal. Well, <laughs> obviously, before the late drama, I must mention the two amazing save uh, by Phillips. I'm sure you would have discussed this uh, before you get to the emails, but with the Taylor sending off, I only saw Taylor on the ground being kicked and stamped on. Uh, so I'm not sure if I saw their keeper doing anything. Ivory says he hopes that both will appeal after the penalty was correctly awarded. Awarded the linesman was lucky; he had Solly uh, in the unlikely bodyguard role as the, the Stanley players came at him. He thought he was going to lynch him. Uh, but after getting a, a lot of abuse for the disallowed goal and sending off, became a hero, waving his flag to point out the. Uh, ball. He says, as Louise said, not Louise, uh, in his uh, tweet last night, obviously the pitch invasion is bad, but it really showed the togetherness between the players and the fans. Uh, cheers for that, Paul. Uh, right, uh, David Todman uh, says, what a game and credit to the team and the fans. That was a game we'd have lost under Robinson. Bayer's got the winning mentality and that win is just the kind of thing that wins promotion. Sykes, we've heard a lot about, uh, but the number 14 rakes his studs on Lyle's head as well in the melee. We certainly did. Aldrich Gaming says, uh, did you see that Grant was linked with Millwall? Yeah, we did see that in the tweets earlier. Uh, hopefully not. Uh, Fort Navisar had uh, a good game personally. He's improving every game, turning out to be a key figure uh, in this side. Nathan, just quickly, we do love Navisar these days, don't we? Oh, I love the guy. He's growing. He's, he grows on me um, as each week goes by. He just reminds me of a massive bouncer of a nightclub. And um, him and the photo of him and Johnny yesterday was quite funny. And um, yeah. look, so I'm, I'm glad he's settled now because he obviously, you know, looking at the program, he didn't have a great start. So yeah, delight for him. But right, John Morton, a victory that will add even greater confidence to the boys and us fans. Really great that the emphasis is on Bose and the boys and not the owner. Support is on the up and talk of boycotts is of little relevance. Plus, no players yet sold. Uh, uh, and, uh, and he says Stephen Gerrard scouting strikers uh, what's there not to like that's from Johnny K right Jay Edwins said uh, listen to yesterday's game by the hotel pool in Mexico surrounded by American holiday makers uh, we made even more noise than the Yanks uh, when the goal went in that was some feat <laughs> uh, feeling like we'll need another front man to keep the pressure on for our charge up the league enjoying the show that's from Jay and Liz cheers for that Paul Edwards says the Accrington yeah I noticed this as well so Paul Edwards points out that the Accrington assistant said that the refs had a bird's eye view yeah. I mean, he wasn't that tall, was he? Wasn't he wasn't sat next to me in the North Upper, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. He didn't know. I mean, in fairness, pretty much everything that Jimmy Bell said was a load of nonsense. Mm. So there we go. Right, Len uh, says, if the worst comes to the worst and Lyle's red card is upheld, I still think we'll be okay. Lyle has been out before and we've still won games and the team is stronger now and well motivated. I hope that is the case, Len. Uh, yeah, thanks for your for your tweets and your emails there. Right, we are going to hear now from Heather Alderson uh, from Card. You'll be aware, uh, we may well be aware, that the protest group were invited to speak to the EFL during the week. Uh, I spoke to Heather in the uh, Swan yesterday. I got a lot of work done in the pub yesterday. I was you quite did. proud of myself. Uh, and I didn't have any beer because I was good. Beer, no, because yeah? I was working. Yeah, I had loads of beer after, but there we go. Right, You've, uh, you've changed. <laughs> uh, Heather Alderson. So I asked her what the meeting was all about, and this is what she had to say. Well, the meeting was part of the general review that the EFL is doing into the situation at Charlton and also a response to the additional questions that Roland asked when he met with them, when he asked for them to investigate CARD, which we welcomed with open arms because we've actually got quite a lot to say to the EFL and we've got quite a lot to say about the situation at Charlton. So the, the, situation, uh, the meeting was a good meeting. Um, it, it was uh, very open. Uh, Sean Harvey... Uh, 
attended in person together with um, his uh, policy director and one of the communications staff. And so what, what we did in the meeting is we, we talked particularly about the... Uh, the situations between uh, the fans and Roland. We also talked about the mechanics of the sale and uh, disappointingly actually they talked about the fact that they've not received any papers um, since the summer where the, uh, the group known as the Aussies uh, submitted papers and they talked about it as getting as far as the altar but not actually getting uh, the ring on the finger uh, which is very disappointing obviously but uh, they also talked about how these things can happen very quickly. Uh, the, the two uh, criteria that they're looking for is the, the fact that the funds are there and the source of the funds. Now, they, they weren't particular about where it tripped up, but you kind of got the feeling that it might have been the source. So, in other words, there was money there, but when it came to it, it, it wasn't coming from the right places and they couldn't see where it was. Um, the, the other part of the meeting, which uh, I think was quite a good result as far as we were concerned, is that we pressed them very hard on the staff bonuses. And they've given us now the undertaking that they are going to pursue that issue with Roland ahead of the, uh, the whole review. So uh, if, if nothing else coming out of that uh, meeting, that it seems like there's going to be some acceleration of that, certainly as far as the staff are concerned, which uh, we were very clear it is important to all of us because the staff are fans and we're fans too. Uh, there are a couple of other points of interest, really. I mean, we pushed them a bit on the fact that the club hadn't got any effective management in terms of no chief executive or, um, or finance people. And they were saying that actually, as far as they're concerned, all they technically need is that paperwork is filled in and the match day operations are performed to a satisfactory standard. So you're sort of reading between the lines. To a degree, there's a couple of employees that are holding it together for the rest of us right now. And um, so, so you know, that, that's clearly uh, as far as that's concerned. Uh, uh, the, the third area, which, which is a, a more broad EFL area, is the, they are still working on this uh, charter. And we had really hoped that the, the Charter would have some element of commitment to fan relationships because in the, in the Football League, fan income is disproportionately important to the fortunes of clubs. Uh, it's not like the Premier League where you get lots and lots of sponsorship money and so on. And so relationship with the fans, if nothing else, is financially important. At present, the Charter, as described by them, does not have a fan relationship element to it. And that's... Uh, a missed opportunity we think and that's an area that we think all supporters now should be really trying to push for uh, either separately or, in or as part of that charter. Now of course inaction perhaps from the EFL has been one of the focuses of protests over the last few years. In fact when we played Accrington away yeah. there was a big banner uh, calling out the EFL. Yeah. Um, do, do you think that now they've taken a few steps in the right direction now they have finally got involved? I think they are moving but they are moving slowly. Um, they were, I think they're aware that they look like they're moving slowly, so they talked about the fact that there's an awful lot else on and that they have to do a lot of things, and they were referring to having to have meetings with lawyers and all sorts of things on all sorts of things to do with the Football League. Uh, but they, the, progress seems slow at the EFL compared to business in general. And within their current powers that they have, 
it's more they can advise Roland rather than really force him to do anything, I guess, is one of the problems as well. That is one of the problems. I mean, they are in the way that they're set up at the moment, that they have to, they, they run a competition and therefore they are there to run that competition um, on on behalf of the, you know, in fact, they don't run any games themselves other than the playoffs. And so they, they, they have to uphold the competitions. They're not there to enforce anything on owners as it so they can use influence rather than sanction as it currently stands even though there are some steps now towards being able to sanction individuals within the football league there we go heather alderson from card um, talking to us about their meeting uh with the efl during the week is i, I think it's good that they're still obviously paying attention as heather mentioned there the, the reason they're actually called in is because roland grass card up and uh, said that he wanted them to do an investigation the efl into card uh, but Heather said, I mean, they were more than welcome to, to do so because Card have nothing to hide and they had plenty to say. Uh, right, Matthias Johnson, a great three points yesterday uh, with Taylor due to be missing against Peterborough. Uh, though I I will be in Peterborough next week and I'm looking forward to coming to a new ground. Good to see you, Matthias. If you get a chance, uh, drop us a message. We'll come out and say hello as well uh, if we get a chance before uh, the game next week. Right, we're sort of coming to the end, but I think we just about quickly can touch on the Card interview, um, Tell. Um, it's interesting all this stuff still rumbling on underneath the surface because I mean the bonus situation was something that's still still going on and these things still see like need sorting, don't they? No question. I mean you, you just don't know whether and it's because um, maybe in his mind he thinks he'll be sold. Well, you know the club will be sold, and, and so away, he, won't, yeah. he won't have to deal with it. You think, and so he's you know the head's being buried in the sand, uh, or he's being told, oh don't worry about it, it'll it'll go away, and you'd have sold it long before that, and it really comes back to to bite you. Well, I think he's got a surprise coming at yeah. some point. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, we have run out of time on this evening's Charlton Live. It's flown by because uh, everyone's got involved this evening. We had so many tweets, emails and forum posts. So thanks to all of you who've got involved uh, for, for having your say. It's been uh, good to hear from you. Uh, Nathan, thank you for coming in. Much love. Terry, it's good to see you as always. Cheers, thank you. Heather, it's been a pleasure having you in. I enjoyed thanks my day, yeah, Thank you. you. Yeah, more than welcome to come back again next time you're down from Glasgow. Um, you dis- you're not scouting Carlin Grant, are you, for anyone? <laughs> No, yeah, well, that'll be telling. That. <laughs> <laughs> right, brilliant. Thanks for coming. Right, I've been uh, Louis Mendes. This has been Charlton Life. Thanks to all of you who've listened. We'll be back on Thursday with the big match preview ahead of another massive game away to Peterborough. And we look forward to seeing you then. See you later. <laughs> What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 